0: I've been sober for a long time, but I still get images entering my mind. What do I do? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery.
1: What's up, Tyler? What's going on, Brandon? How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Um, So I got... Uh, uh, did you go up to Sedona?
0: We went to Sedona. You went too this week, didn't you? Oh man, that place is awesome. That place is so incredible. It's beautiful.
1: It, it was better than what I
0: thought. Oh yeah, it's it's great. We're, we're probably going to make everyone in Sedona mad because we're talking about it right now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that was keep, beautiful keep it on the down low
0: <laughs> yeah
2: that
1: <laughs> yeah, was just incredible i mean the countryside there i i never knew um arizona was so green and had so many trees and stuff
0: no the mountains were mountains were just absolutely beautiful
1: yeah so it looks like you guys had a lot of fun there
0: we had a great time there sedona is known as being like a you know you would you would know this brandon but like it's known for having what they would call like energy vortexes where there's like a stronger current or pull with certain parts of energy
1: are you a believer
0: now well me and and rihanna had some pretty cool experiences there
1: (laughs) what do you know yeah nice Yeah. yeah awesome well um let's uh let's get into it with the other tyler on the show today so our guest today is tyler tyler welcome to the show thank
3: you Um, glad to be here
1: yeah if you could just introduce yourself and uh give us a little bit of background of what's going on with you that'd be awesome
3: well my name is tyler and it's the best name in the world obviously that's but, I... um i'm okay.
1: from it's okay
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm from i'm in cincinnati ohio right now i'm at a bible college so it's right like, I can look out my window, I can see downtown Cincy, so it's nice.
1: Nice. Nice. So, what's been going on in your recovery? And give us a little bit of background of with, with that.
3: Well, I've been free from, like, pornography for, like, two years. And the thing I'm struggling with the most is, like, thoughts. Like, how do I not continue them? How do I get myself to where the thoughts are lessened? I know they won't go away because temptation is always going to be a thing, but I want to be at a place in my life where it's just not con- like a constant thing or if you're not busy it just comes up so
1: okay
0: but Tyler in the last couple of years as you kind of I, I guess maybe let, let me back up a little bit and just ask you some more background for a second um, what possessed you two years ago to decide to get into recovery and to stop looking at porn
3: I actually well it was it was some recovery work but it was more along the line, like, okay, I'm done. Like, this is like, in a way, this is a my life. It's like depression, stuff like that. So, like, my last time it is, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. I quit. And then I did a recovery group online and I've gotten a lot better. Just the things with mind, it's like, I don't know all the way how to fight that battle. Sure. sure. Um,
0: how about in terms of like, from when you started? Up until current time, has there been any change in the amount of or the intensity of the thoughts or the triggers or the old images coming into your mind, or has it been pretty consistent and steady?
3: um It's actually gotten better. There's been times where it's good, and then it goes worse, and then good, and then worse. So,
1: yeah. are you so, Tyler? Are you you're single? Yes. Okay. And and how old are you?
3: I am twenty one.
1: You're 21, single. I, I gotta say, it's pretty remarkable. It's really rare for us to find a 21 year old who who's had two years of sobriety, right? That's Cahe? single. That's single. Yeah. Uh, very uncommon. Impressive. Um, yeah. Um. So, w- give us a little background with your pornography use. Uh, when did it start? How how intense did it get?
3: Um, it would have been, like, around, like, 12 or something like that. And then, like, I dropped off for a few years, like, a good bit. Pornography wasn't the main thing. It was more masturbation. And I dropped off for a few years and then a little bit here and there, so.
1: Okay. Um, so masturbation was the main thing. Porn was kind of off and on, but not, not, like, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then, have you always been religious? Has that always been the uh, yes. part of, the, of your life?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm actually a pastor's kid. So
1: nice, I'm, awesome. Um, okay, I'm just kind of gathering information here. So, to to you, what um, what is sobriety? If you were to define sobriety, what is it?
3: I mean, I guess be keeping your mind clean. I heard like our college had a panel discussion and they're like before marriage don't go for sobriety go for purity so not oh i'm just i'm clean but not having sex or whatever that before marriage but your mind can be a wreck and they say go for purity not sobriety so be like keeping your mind clean uh make sure what you're viewing and all stuff like that is clean and that god could be sitting there right beside you watching and be okay with what you're thinking
2: as well.
1: Okay. Um, so does that mean when, when you say keep your mind clean or pure, does that mean to be like to not have sexual thoughts? Is that? Um,
3: I would say yes, but you're not going to be able to keep those
2: thoughts from entering your mind. Okay. Because temptation happens. So. Okay, Tyler, do you have a thought? Yeah, I do. Well, I'm probably I'm probably going to step on your toes, Brandon. So
0: just you can go ahead and keep asking. Please
1: step on my toes. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so I think I think where Brandon might be going with you, Tyler, is and what he's trying to distinguish is how do you view sexual thoughts and how do you view yourself when you have a sexual thought. Because you, you said, I think you said, Tyler, you're not going to be able to control having a sexual thought entering into your mind. How do you yeah. view yourself when you notice you're having a sexual thought?
3: Um, I try and get it out of my mind as fast as I can because I don't like that. I don't think it's right as a Christian. If you were to continue that thought, I believe it would be wrong.
0: Okay. And if you have that thought, what does that mean about you?
3: Um, well, now I would. Well talking to you guys, I would say that means I'm just a guy. it's normal. it's gonna happen.
0: okay. okay, good. so so I think this is where maybe Brandon's trying to tease it out is there's a difference between how you view yourself when you have a sexual thought and what you want to do with the sexual thought, right? yeah and and I think Brandon and I would say that anybody is going to have some sexual thoughts go through their mind from time to time on any given day. That's part of being a human. That's part of what happens just being a human. And I think we're probably in line with the agreement that it's that you don't want to go get caught up pursuing that sexual thought or that fantasy or or chasing it some other place where it's not going to produce something for you that's going to be, you know, effective or valuable. Yeah. Right. Okay. But you're not necessarily judging yourself as a bad person because you have a sexual
2: thought.
3: Um, I would say <laughs> I do sometimes I say I do, but I mean, I guess I need to learn not to judge myself for that.
1: Here's a question that we might disagree on actually, Tyler, but those sexual
2: thoughts, where do they come from? Do they come from God or do they come from the adversary? That's a tricky question. Yeah. Um,
3: I'd have to say they come from the adversary, but you're human. It's normal to have thoughts like that. So... God doesn't tempt you, I know that, so I have to say they come from the adversary
1: is your is your sexuality of god
2: is that does your sexuality is it is it you know christ like is it of God I don't know. I don't know how i don't know what a healthy
3: sexuality looks like, I guess I would have to say so.
1: My 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 question is like when we talk about purity, um I think that 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 word purity is oftentimes misrepresented, um in that, like, I think sex, and that this is just Brandon's two cents here, I think sex is one of the most godlike things that that has ever been created and is so amazingly powerful and amazing and beautiful and wonderful and of God um i think sex is. So d- does that sound okay? Am I going way too far off the rails here?
3: No, I I believe that.
1: Okay. So that means within us our sexuality and who we are as sexual beings is a beautiful part of of what God created. Our sexuality is. It's an amazing beautiful part. So when we when we get in the habit of of first and foremost, applying force and control and rejection to sexuality, we start to equate sexuality and sex to sin, Um, sexuality and sex to bad, to disgusting, to perverted, to wrong. And what happens is we actually lose our ability to step into our sexual power and who we are when we're constantly trying to reject ourselves, we think that we're, we think that we're gaining power. We think that we're, we're being more in control when we're constantly trying to reject it. But in reality, what we're doing is feeding the compulsion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the thing I always do is like, look around the room right now, t- Tyler, and notice, like really don't notice the color black. Like, Don't <laughs> see it. Don't see it. It's bad. Don't see it. And what happens? You see it. you see it everywhere, all the time, constantly. Now, if you were to just accept that black's in the room, that it's there, that that color is there, then um it's it doesn't it just kind of flows. it's it's kind of like right now i'm 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 uh, training for a triathlon. And I, I suck at swimming. Like, I'm you know, I'm trying to swim and it's just like, I don't know if I'm going to make it Tyler. This might be my last week I'm alive. So, but, but I, so I was talking to this swimming coach. She's a really good swimming coach. And she said, you need to become the water. Like, don't fight against the water. You need to flow with the water. And uh, that hit me like, oh, cause I totally sink. I, I sink and then I fight the water to try to stay above and like, keep going And she's like, you just got to accept the water and and flow with it and become it. And it's the same, that same principle happens with our sexuality. If I'm fighting against it all the time, then it's a burden. When Mm -hmm. I come to a place of acceptance of the beauty of what sexuality is, then I can choose to swim wherever I want to swim. I can go into waters that are definitely not what I want, not good for me. Or I can go into waters that I definitely want to go to, but I need to swim with the water. Um, does does that make sense, Tyler?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think the challenge, Brandon. You know, I'm
0: just I, I'm just going to kind of fill in the other side of what you're saying because I think you're you're speaking it really well. Number one, it is the first commandment that Adam and Eve got when they were put in the garden. Was to multiply and replenish the earth. Like, what does that it, require? Yeah, they, <laughs> it they, requires they, sex. It was, it was, it was built into them from the beginning, and it was endorsed by God. With that said, there was also a set of uh, there was a set of guidelines that was set in place for how to use that power. And this is Tyler, where I think maybe you're wrestling with this, and this is why Brandon and I are asking all these questions. Is On one hand, we don't want you to feel shame over the fact that you're a sexual being. And because you have a sexual thought, that means you need to hurry and get rid of it. Because the truth is, is that you may not need to hurry and get rid of it. On the other hand, it's, it's, you know, Brandon asked the question, is sex of God or is it of the adversary? And I would say originally it was of God. And like most things, the adversary makes counterfeits. And then he tries to lead us into diverse paths that, that, that kind of look like the original thing with God, but they come with things that get us trapped and stuck. And so I happen to believe that God also, and Tyler being a Christian man, I'm guessing you're somewhat in line, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, that God also wants you to use that power in a certain way that's going to allow you to express that power, that's going to allow you to feel connected through that power, and it's going to be something that's effective in the way that you use it and that's why you know god gave the god gave something like the law of chastity right which is is that that power needs to be expressed fully and developed fully and it's best done inside of your relationship with whoever you decide to marry right if you go into a relationship thinking that sex is bad and you've been trying to sh- shove it down and stop it and not think about it and you know then all of a sudden it's like you're you're out of touch even with your own sexuality inside of your this whatever you end up in a relationship where you can fully express that right so there's like a dialectic on two sides it's like we don't want to reject your sexuality but we also do i think it's okay to to notice that you're having certain thoughts or images and to be curious with those thoughts and go hey is this going to lead me down a road that is going to are these the waters that i want to swim in if we're using brandon's analogy
1: but but tyler you're you're uh you just used a word that's really important to distinguish, which is okay. cur- which is curiosity. Because with curiosity comes acceptance, right? So, so I agree with everything you're saying, Tyler. But but it's important to distinguish what curiosity is, Tyler. I'm talking to the other Tyler, yeah. um, <laughs> because when I when I'm curious, I'm a. Uh, it allows me to be like, oh, interesting. That's there and that's real, and I accept that. When I try to use Self-rejection and shame in order to control my behaviors, then I I don't believe that's righteous. If I'm wallowing in shame, but I'm not masturbating and looking at porn, like yay, I've got myself sober, but I'm wallowing in shame all the time. Am I really radiating in God's light and purpose? Like I don't think so. So I think that word curiosity is the key. Is huh? It's there huh? What do I want to do with it? I accept it. I want to be curious about what's going on and why that's coming up for me. Right, Tyler? Is that?
0: Yeah. Are you talking to me, Tyler? Either one of you, (laughs) I guess.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So, so I actually, I actually, I think I agree with you there, Brandon. That's, that's the point that I'm trying to make is, and I like the analogy that you used about swimming and deciding where you want to swim. If you want to go swim in a rip current, that's right. going to potentially lead you to places that don't really line themselves up with that idea of purity. You can go and do that, but you need to be be curious and understanding why you're doing that and what it's going to produce for you versus being aware of that and saying, you know what? Oh, yeah, I just so. So the Tyler Collar we were talking to, OK, you have this old image pop into your mind. Does that make you a bad guy? No. If you're curious with it, now you get to go. Huh? I wonder why that came into my mind right now. Um, Maybe no reason. I, maybe, I, maybe I can't find a reason, but maybe that it pops in my mind. I go, oh, well, yeah, well, maybe I'm a little bit extra stressed or man, there's a test coming up that I have that's causing me to feel a little bit of extra pressure. Maybe my brain's trying to get me f- to find a way to check out or to go back to the old thing that I used to do. Um, okay, that's curious. That's But that's no. there's no judgment in that. That gives you a chance to then make a choice. Maybe you don't find anything and you just go, oh, well, what do I want to do with this? A part of me wants to pursue it. That part of me is going to lead me into those deeper waters that maybe aren't going to let me feel as pure as I want to feel. Or yeah, no, I I don't need to do that right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do use the skills and, and the things that I've already been doing without the compulsion or the hatred of myself towards moving into a different set of waters. Like that's okay, right? But that's that allows you to be an aware, curious, choosing, deciding being. Which is what I also believe is what God created us to be—is to use our agency
2: to make those choices. If you're actually stepping into your power through that curiosity. Okay. That what's, makes what's, sense. What's sitting What's sitting on your heart
0: right now, Tyler? As you've heard Brandon and I go back and forth for a second, like, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? What's
2: What's going through you? Um, maybe more along the lines of what what a healthy sexuality looks like, and then, like, I
3: guess that's why I know how to put it tips and tricks like to how to when you recognize that's not a thought you want to think to be able to switch your mind somewhere else
1: um, I guess it's it's kind of paradoxical, so it's it, so if you can hear me out here tyler it's it's a a little bit confusing to understand um I actually think to answer your second question, how do you actually control your thoughts as you accept the thoughts that you're getting? Um, and so, it, you know, you, applying neutrality, do you know what I mean by neutrality? It's not good or bad. Yeah, it's it just is. Okay. So uh, apply neutrality to sexuality. Huh? I'm neutral with it. Neutrality comes before acceptance. So if I, if I, before I get to neutrality, I have a bunch of judgment and I have a bunch of thoughts and everything that should be, should, 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 I'll never get to neutral. So I need to apply neutrality first. Huh. Okay. I'm neutral with that. A thought came into my mind. Um, It's kind of like if, if someone handed me a knife, Um, it, have I sinned? No. Okay. If I murder somebody with that knife, have I sinned? Yes. Okay. If I chop up food and feed it to the homeless with that knife, have I sinned? No. Okay. Somebody just handed me a knife, okay? So someone handed me a knife. Interesting. I have a knife. So that's where we want you to get with these sexual thoughts. I know it it feels different than everything you've probably ever been taught, right? You are a 21-year-old man who has sexuality. You will have euphoric recall, we call it. This is totally normal for sexual thoughts to pop into your mind a lot right now. Mm -hmm. You are at the height of your life to mate and to reproduce. So your body is screaming out, be sexual, sexuality. It's pulsating inside of you. It is so there. Okay. Totally normal. That's okay. That's your knife. There's my sexuality. Okay. So the first thing you have to do is, huh? Huh? now, now, the curiosity comes in that Tyler's talking about. I just had a thought about a naked girl or
2: this or that or whatever. interesting, okay, why? Maybe I'm stressed about school. Maybe
1: I just I'm feeling really sexual right now. Um, huh, I want to get to know myself better and accept that I'm holding this thing. It's there. I'm neutral with it, okay and then comes in all of your recovery capital then comes in huh i want to make a phone call i'm going to i'm going to use this tool i'm going to go write in my journal i'm going to do these things because i realize how strong this thought is and these feelings are that i'm having okay so that's the paradox to it tyler do you hear it where instead of first applying rejection to this in order to be pure apply acceptance to this and neutrality to it so that you can Work into that purity that you want in your life, does that make sense? Yeah, is that different Definitely. than what you've been taught?
3: I've heard that I just haven't applied that
2: <laughs> yeah right i I think I think the starting spot
0: is a good starting spot and then it allows us to get into the the second part of your question, Tyler, which is then okay, well, then what do I do? So let's say I end up with this this thought that goes through my mind. I've been curious with it and I go, oh, okay, that's there. I wonder what's going on with it. So now I'm not doing judgmental, but now I'm in that curious phase. Your question was, what do I do then? I realize this is something I don't want to keep pursuing. It's something that I don't want to keep looping through my brain um, right now. Not because I'm bad, but because it's just not going to be effective for me. What are some of the kind of tools or tricks or tips you asked? All right. And where Brandon's going is saying, forget the tricks and tips until you can get to the place of Neutrality and curiosity, but then once you're there, there will be some tips and tricks you might choose to use. And uh, I'll I'll kind of I'll walk you through sort of maybe what I would do in a similar situation. And there will be a couple of tips tips and tricks that go along with it. Okay, Tyler. Okay. So so if I have the same thing happen, let's say something comes up and I go, oh man, that's uh that's interesting. Uh, I wonder why that came up today. That in and of itself is already its first tool is to just be like, huh, I wonder why I'm having that thought. And then for me, I'm gonna check in on parts of my life that I that I generally kind of try to manage that often lead to, to what I would call triggers, right? So, oh, I'm having that feeling right now, that kind of like urge, or I had that thought roll through my mind. Oh, what's going on in my life? Am I stressed? Am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I lonely? Am I angry? Am, Am I, I
1: sexual? You know, is it is it just, horny? <laughs>
0: is it just, is it just a sexual feeling? Right? Like, right. but as I go through all of that stuff, maybe I land on something. And if I land on something and go, Oh, yeah, I'm tired, and I'm hungry. Okay, well, now I'm going to address the tired and the hungry. And be grateful that my body kicked off that, that sexual feeling to, to point that out to me, because that's where I've gone to cope with those things in the past. That's what I've done with, with that stress in the past. So now I'm using that as a curiosity to go, oh, okay, one of those things might be out of line. Maybe I get to it and I'm like, you know, I, I don't I don't really have a reason why. I don't know why. Okay, that's the sec here comes the second piece then. And this is this will be trained into you if you're willing to do this. I do like a kind of a different kinds of meditation with my group sometimes, where like one of them is where I'll pick have them sit for a few minutes and picture their brains like it's a snow globe with all of their thoughts floating. And they just pick a thought that's there and then they watch it fall to the ground and then they practice letting it go. And then they'll just pick up a new snowflake, a new thought, and they'll watch it fall to the ground and they'll practice letting it go. And, and that's that's a tool that you can train yourself to do to realize that a thought is just a thought. Mm-hmm. a thought. I don't have to be attached to any thought. I can notice it. I can let it fall and I can let it go. And I can. you can practice actually noticing and letting go, noticing and letting go. And that that exercise can actually be really powerful to just kind of let your brain move on and instead of getting stuck on it or like rooted in like, oh no, I, I'm seeing black again or whatever, right? Um, so there's that, that next thing. Um, after that, I might move into a place if it's still sticking with me. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't something that's gonna produce for me other than maybe more lust, more suffering, more pain, whatever, in the long run, um, I'm actually going to then try to do something that will allow me to to help it move by using forms of healthy distraction, some type of a hard shift. That's where Brandon's talking about a phone call, or I try to put focus on things. Brandon makes fun of me all the time for the poems that I quote on here. But one of the reasons I memorize poems is because that's one way that I've shifted my brain over time of Oh, this is my brain's going this direction. It's not going to be helpful for me. Bring it back. Quote your poem. You know, know, think about whatever you're memorizing right now and start thinking about that. And it's finished. A a way to just kind of shift gears. You know, try to try to move on. Kind of get a hard shift. Um, Sometimes that can be helpful. And then it moves into all the other skills that you might learn in a recovery group. A change of scenery, um, a different kind of a pleasant event. Connection with other people. Wrestling with God journaling meditation physical exercise like all of those other skills then to try to help them help that move along if it's if it's staying stuck and you don't necessarily want it to stay stuck there Mm -hmm. right does that make sense yeah yeah was that too much
3: no that uh, a little too much but that's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you go. You can go back and listen to it over and over again. We could. Uh, Brandon and I could probably go on for a, another hundred skills if you wanted to. But that, that's not. But but I, but I think that that's the skills themselves are almost secondary to the principle that you're asking. The
1: the, the process that we talk about, Tyler. It's I call it the five A's, which is first you be, you become aware that you're even having a a thought or a trigger um next you you accept it um and that's that's where if if uh shame is in the mix or force is in the mix then you won't even get to that stage of it you'll quickly go into self rejection and force and and that actually gives it power so you accept it oh there it is you acknowledge it huh i acknowledge it to myself i'll acknowledge it to somebody else um, you assess um, then what to do with it. Um, and that's what Tyler's talking about is when you get to that assessment place, it's, huh, I could go for a hike right now. Instead, I'm feeling really sexual and I'm feeling really stressed. A hike might help me get a release, get outside, distract myself in a healthy way. Um, so you assess it and then you act, you actually, you actually follow through with that tool or you act opposite to what the shame is telling you to do. So, so, but then you act, it's okay. I will actually go on that hike. I will actually make that phone call. Um, I accept that I have that thought. That's okay. I acknowledge it. I have no shame about it, but I have these things. I'm as a 21 year old man, I'm choosing to be celibate. I don't know if you are or not, but I'm choosing to be celibate. I'm choosing not to have sex. I'm choosing not to masturbate and look at porn. That's what my choice is. And so for those reasons, I might be going on a lot of hikes, making a lot of phone calls and journaling a lot right now, because that's how I'm going to manage my sexuality and these sexual triggers right now. Right. Um, and I could go on and on with different tools, like Tyler said, but it those A's give you the process that you go through in order to manage that again and again. So does that make sense, yeah. Tyler?
2: Yeah, that does. Okay. Um, have you do you know what euphoric recall is? Uh basically it'd be an image coming back or yeah. Sometimes
1: do you know when euphoric recall comes? No. Tyler, when does euphoric recall come?
0: Well, it it can be, it can come as a result of all those things I talked about being bored, angry, lonely, tired, stressed, hungry, whatever, or it just might come.
1: Boom! You know? Just just out of nowhere. It just, ha-
0: it just happens sometimes, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. like for 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 whatever feels like no reason. And those are the kinds of things where if you don't understand that it can just happen, you end up judging yourself, and then you make it worse on yourself instead of going like, "Oh, yeah, that's weird. I wonder why that happened right now." You know, um I can't find why it happened. Okay, now I'm going to move into my reality acceptance skills, and I'm going to do whatever I want with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Um, but yeah, it it can happen at any time.
1: Yep. My, my I kind of asked that question because Tyler, I wonder if you're falling into the shame trap of the you know i'm I'm letting God down all the time. I'm impure. I'm not good enough. Um, like, do you feel somewhat broken and not okay with God because of your sexuality?
2: In a way, yes, it has gotten better over time. So, okay,
1: good. You know, you know that you're like who you are as a sexual being, and how things are. What what's happening for you? You know, you're not bad. You know that you're okay. Yeah. Okay.
3: I would believe that, but I would say it's not in my heart all the way.
1: It's in your head.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: an ongoing process, though, too. You know, and I, I think, Brandon, where you're going, I want to I just point this out because I think this is actually really important and I see it in so many other people that I work with too. Um, now, now, don't get me wrong. There's a dialectic here, meaning that everything we're talking about is important. Like you want to be the kind of guy who's choosing how to manage your thoughts and you want to be the guy who's like choosing what you put into your brain and making good decisions. And,
2: you know, but I look at a guy like you, Tyler, and I go, it's, it's almost you, you not seeing and accepting all of your goodness is a bigger
0: problem than the thought you had, you just had run through your head. Mm-hmm. If, and, and you're doing so good, like, you, you know, like, but yeah, you're doing, you're, you're a work in progress. You're, you're tempering those things. You're working your own recovery. You're managing your own thoughts. You're being kind. You're trying to be curious and compassionate with those thoughts and keep working those things. But, but my fear is, is that you're spending a lot of your life in self-judgment, fear of God, feelings of unworthiness that actually aren't fully true. And that's the candle being put under the bushel, even more so than the problems you would be having by having mm-hmm. a thought roll through your head from time mm-hmm. to time. And, and accepting that your own goodness is going to be one of the biggest parts of your own ongoing recovery. And that's where Brandon, I think that's where Brandon's been pushing you so far in this last, in this last hour is like, man, you're a 21 year old kid who's had problems with porn and masturbation. Who's been sober for two years
2: and you're working actively and you're committed to trying to be pure, like. I think Tyler, we lost you there for just a second, right at the end. Yeah, Um, I'm
1: done now. But I just want to ask you a loaded question, going off of what Tyler was just saying. <laughs> and this, you'll know this is a loaded question when I ask you: um, Are you an addict? Do you have an addiction? I do not. Okay. okay. I
3: went to counselor. He's like, oh, you don't have an addiction. You just don't know how to handle your thoughts.
1: Okay. Good. Good. That was I didn't expect that answer, Tyler. I'm glad. I'm glad you know that. You believe that.
3: Yeah, when he said that, I was like, okay, that's a relief.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when you told uh, me and Tyler about being 21 and being sober for the last two years, how did we respond? Uh, You're surprised. Yeah, like, whoa, a 21-year-old kid who hasn't masturbated in two years? What? Like, the last
3: time, actually, it's been pornography-free for two years. The last time I would have masturbated is like a summer ago, maybe. Still.
2: Something right? like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, so the, the thing that, so what Tyler's saying, we're, I, I'm not trying to minimize any sins or say it's okay or anything like that. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, a sin is a sin, whatever. Right. But, but what Tyler's saying, I think is one of the most profound things for you to hear on this episode with us. What is the bigger problem? The problem is not your sexuality. The problem is your, your, uh, self-rejection. And that's going to feed shame. We just talked to a guy, we just got off a, a, a thing and he was talking to us about how he's a great teacher, how he loves to connect to people. He loves people and how he's spent a good portion of his life hiding because he's felt impure. How he's felt like God doesn't want me out there because I'm not good enough to actually love and help people. And here you are 21, Tyler, and I'm gonna speak for Tyler here too. Please don't make that mistake. God needs you in the game, and if and mm-hmm. if you're and if you're focused on every time you have a sexual thought, if if connected to that is I suck, I'm bad, I'm not good enough, i I'll, ac- I'll never accomplish God's purposes. Satan's got you right in that same trap that he's been in. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, don't do it, Tyler. <laughs> Love yourself. Accept yourself. Right. You're a rock star, dude. Hey, we came out with an episode, Tyler. I think it released.
1: I don't like, when did our, our tools episode release, Tyler last
0: month? Well, yeah. So it'll was be it different week? because we're about two weeks off. So yeah, it was just, it or was, was just next
1: week. I think it's next week.
0: No, we just barely put it out, Brandon. It was, uh,
1: have you heard it, Tyler? We we just came out with an episode with number tools. Two, thir-
0: number two thirty two. Okay, talking tools for managing triggers and relapse.
1: Yeah, and so that kind of answers the question that you came on asking, Tyler. And I know we went kind of in a different direction, and mm-hmm. I I have intentionally taken you in a different direction. <laughs> you got more
0: than <laughs> you bargained for today, didn't you, Tyler? <laughs> well, that's fine with me. <laughs>
1: I don't want to feed the narrative of of white knuckle force and control to find your okayness. Mm -hmm. I don't don't want to just feed that with you, Tyler. God loves you. God loves all of you. Right. So it's interesting you say, I know it in my head. I don't know if I know it in my heart.
2: Yeah.
0: That's going to be part of the bigger work is the continued work of uh, accepting. I, I don't even think you need to work for it anymore. I think it's more of accepting your goodness and accepting God's love for you as all of you. And the more that you practice that surrender and acceptance, I actually think that's actually going to help you with your thought processes too a little yeah. bit more. Um,
2: okay.
0: But, but, as we've been talking, Tyler, is there other questions coming up for you? Other
2: feelings that you're having? Um. No. Not at the moment, though. No. Okay. Before we wrap up, is there any last thing you want to ask us? Um. No, I can't think of anything. <laughs> what's What's in your head? How are you feeling
1: after all the things we said today?
2: I'm feeling a little bit of relief, and then there's still work to do. So. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: My, my guess is if you let yourself step into that relief and self-acceptance, that it'll feel really good. And then there's yep. going to be other voices coming in saying, uh-oh, like, ah, this is scary. Um, I got to get back to force, got to get back to control. So just notice that stuff come back in and try to release that. Those are just like the other, the other thoughts that you don't want, right? Like, oh, there's the shame thoughts, the force and the control. I want to notice that too. Um, and and step back into that self-acceptance. Alrighty. All righty. Tyler,
0: thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. It took a lot of courage on your part. You're doing awesome work. And um, yeah, thank you for your willingness to come and share because I think what we've talked about is going to be helpful for a lot of our listeners too. So really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, Tyler, I can I can feel your goodness through this computer screen. God's got a work for you to do. You got purpose. And, uh, I think the adversary is going to come at you strong because of that. And so just be aware of that. And the adversary will use his greatest tool, which is shame Shame. to take you out. And I'm telling you right now, please don't let it happen because God needs you. So, All all right, Tyler, thank you. If this was helpful for anybody, please, um, please share it. And, uh, Appreciate you listening. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you.